Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vettel, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Level Up Latina podcast. Today we have episode 140, and we're going to be talking about powering through when you feel like you just can't, like no tienes ánimo, no tienes energía, but you power through. But before we get started with today's topic, um, I want to check in with you ladies. ¿Cómo andan? ¿Cómo se sienten? ¿Cómo les está tratando el, este lunes? Es lunes, no es martes, es lunes, principio de semana. Bien, gracias a Dios. I had sent you, sent you guys a quick anecdote on uh, my pregnancy hungers earlier and I'm like man cambre and I was so hungry that when I started when I finally made what I wanted to eat the little delicious Asian crunchy roll <laughs> the pollo rostizado del Costco I bit into it I'm like I was such a fatty that I was like man I'm gonna devour this thing and by bite number four I was done but I think this is my pregnancy panza like I, I feel the baby's already pushing against my stomach I'm like oh that would be great if I wasn't pregnant and my stomach was just like no no quiero comer más gracias but ahorita, I'm just like, no, quiero tragar, you know? <laughs> but anyway, Monday's good. I feel tired, as usual. A little bit of a sinus kind of congestion deal. Says so you're on that same boat. But other than that, really yeah. happy to see you girls. It's been a minute. Igual, igual. Dijo, como dijo Vero? She's like, es lunes, no es martes. I'm like, es lunes, no es viernes. No, no es cierto. I'm good, I'm good. Happy to chat with you girls about when we got to, but we can't. Supposedly we can't, or we don't feel like we can, or you'll leave the way, Ceci. Sorry, I apologize because I, I am congested as well. We were just talking off air. It's probably allergias that we have and, you know, as parte, parte de la vida, part of life, part of age. I don't know, part of everything. Um, but anyway, going back to our, our theme for today and our topic, powering through when you feel like you can't. This topic was actually a, a topic that Vero thought of uh, when we were trying to come up with what topics we wanted to discuss today today's actually february 28th it's the last of the month it's monday like we mentioned but it's also you know kind of the beginning of the week kind of of like getting started um i always look at it like starting from scratch and i always feel like i have to show up a hundred percent but i don't feel a hundred percent mostly uh on mondays i just feel like i'm tired these days i'm more tired than usual because i don't feel like i get much of a weekend and it's really, really hard to power through. I wanted to, I think, I guess start with you, Vero, to pick your brain a little bit and for you have you kind of share with us why, you know, this was one of the topics that you wanted to have us talk about. I like consistently think of things and I'll write them down, but this one came up a while ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago. I was driving and I was like, oh my God, I'm just so tired. Um but I was listening to like NPR or something. They brought something up and I was just like, oh my God, that sounds like something I could just not handle. And it took me back to like my working days and like the days that you're just like, ahora no puedo. You know, like I, it's not that you're sick. You just feel like there's just something on your mind and it just, you can't, and you're it, it's affecting your body and it's affecting your motivation. It's affecting you really wanting to get out of bed and go for it. Even though we can be motivated and love what we do, there's days that just feel like, Fuck, ahora no puedo. I just can't today. So 
I was thinking about those those kind of days for me. And recently, I mean, now that I'm not that not that not that now that I'm a mom, but when you're a mom, it's really hard to just be like, hey, I need a day in bed. And you know, usually se te pasa like around noon. You're like, all right, I'm gonna get up, have something to eat, and then you're like, all right, it was fine. And before it was one of those things where I'm like, you know, if I have a day in bed and get up and have some lunch and then I feel good, then I'm like ready to be back at work the next day. Do something that I, that I need to do for like myself, right? Um, but now when when you have like the responsibility of little ones, like no tienes esa opción. So you just kind of have to can't and, and have to throughout the day, like push through. But it made me really think about back in the day, like when I single and didn't have kids and and was working consistently, like my work was life in a sense. And how sometimes I was just like, no, como que I can't. I better get up and do it because tomorrow I'm going to have that much more work. And tomorrow's going to be worse. I'm going to have, you know, to get back and answer to this because I, this didn't get done today. And I'm the person that's in charge. And so all these things would come to my mind. And me daba como the can't would get pushed out of the way in the sense of like taking care of me when I didn't feel that motivation and had to just power through. That was hard even then. Even when we're single, sometimes we don't know how to give ourselves our, the time of day. In this case, like I remember just being like, well, you know, show up. But it got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I know that I'm the one who's doing the work. I have to get it done. But I know I need to prioritize myself because it would affect my work if I showed up on those days where I was like, I can't today. And then it would be like, okay, get up, shower. Let me take a quick shower. And then I would have to get my cafe, my cafecito or my orange juice and then take my time into getting into the office, like drive to work the long route, you know, and roll the windows down, get some of some fresh air and just like put music que me gustaba. So sometimes I would end up with, you know, some corridos that would pump me up. And sometimes it would be rap, you know, it just depending on what I needed and what it's like, just kind of like that. But it was like something that would kind of ignite my soul. Like, okay, I feel good. I feel pumped, you know, whatever was affecting me mentally or physically, I can push through. That's why I wanted to bring it up because I know that it's so hard. Like, you know, especially these last two years now, we have work, we have motherhood responsibilities, we have friend responsibilities that we had to like kind of put aside and it's become overwhelming. And I know that there's days where like, man, here we go again. So as I was like, that was on my mind on the pushing through. What do you do when you just can't? What do you do when you just can't? And how can we help those girls that are out there, those women out there that are just like, oh, no puedo. But can someone give me some advice? And that's why I had thought about that. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it just goes back to saying like, hey, you know what? Sometimes it's okay for you to acknowledge like, you know what? Today, I just can't and create that, that, that barrier. Porque a veces no, por más que uno quiera, no, no, no. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. And, you know, you're going to show up, you're going to show up and I might be half-assed or, you know, you're not going to, you know, if it's work, for example, then you're not going to be as productive or you're not going to perform the things that you need to do, like in the matter that you need to do them. So I think in those, in those situations, maybe it's a good idea to, hey, you know what, maybe, let me use a sick day and take it as like a me day. Um what about you, Irene? What what makes you, what do you think about when you think about powering through when you can't? That's a good question. I was trying to think about like places in my life specifically to share with everybody today. And I was thinking one area that I get really consistent, but then I can be really inconsistent and I can't, I'm not going to do it is working out. Like I'll be like, I'll get to it tomorrow. I'll get to it tomorrow. And then when I finally turn it on, I turn it on and every day I can. He sees it pull over for hundred straight days. And then I get over it again. I'm like, oh, I can't. And if Diego and I are both off, it's like, oh my God, it's like a collective can't. But that's like an excuse because working out takes so much like internal motivation every day. So that's one area where I'm like, I know I can, 
And the truth is, I don't want to, but I know I should, you know, so it's that whole knowing why you're doing something is really important because then I think that really puts you back into a I can space. It's a little different than like Veto was describing, you know, being home with the kids. There's just some things you can't. So don't feel guilty about it. Like she said, you can't take that time away. Yeah. And that's okay. And for a little while, you can't. Like we have to accept that. Like sometimes the can't is like real and doesn't mean that anything's wrong with you. It doesn't mean that you need to be superhuman. It doesn't mean that you're failing. It doesn't mean that you should feel guilty. But like in my example, I was thinking of there are times when I'm like, uh, I don't know those excuses. Like I should get out there. I should go on a run or I should walk or I should do whatever. Right. So that's one area where I think I push through when I truly get motivated on the podcast. I've always said that I like external motivations to force me to push through when I'm going to tell myself I can't, but somebody else is going to get my ass out of bed or I paid for something or someone's counting on me, then I will. I'll force the can there. One thing I do with my clients, our one-on-one clients, when they're focused on the I can't, but I've been working with them for a while and I feel like they can just by what I'm picking up from what they're putting down is I'll have them do like a time study of their time and where they're spending their time. And I don't have them do it for too long, about maybe about a week. Some cases we need more, but we try to look at just like your, be honest, like look at your week. Really, where do you spend your time all week? And for most moms like Beto, it's like a lot of time with the kids and appointments and life and things and logistics. And you realize like, dang, she is booked. She is booked from 6 a.m. to like 10 p.m. You know, it's like, wow, okay, she's got a very limited capacity. And that might not be the case for Beto actually, but like some moms, I'm like, man, they're booked and they're booked. And then there's other clients that I work with. They'll tell me the same thing. But then we look at their time study together. I'm like, girl, you Netflix and chill a lot. You, you, your time study got a lot of TV on it. So then it's a will or a matter of like, well, maybe you feel like you can't, but there's like, in my perspective, and maybe you don't see it this way. There's a lot of free time where you could, and it's maybe feeling like a drag. And maybe we got to get to the root of why you're not doing it then. Then it's not a, do you really want to do something? Like in that time study, we see if people tell me one thing, like I really want to do this thing, I really want to do this thing, but I don't have time. But then I see in their time that they actually do have time. Then we got to go back to the beginning. Then we're like, I don't think you can because maybe you really don't want to. And that's okay. Like it's okay to not try to be in a place of I can do it all and all looks like this. But the truth of the matter is you're spending your time often not doing the things to move you towards the things you say you want. So there's a matter of why. And sometimes we truly can't. Other times we are not getting started or we're delaying it because we are distracted, spending our time in other things. Or like me in my first example, I'm just not feeling it right now. And then I'll turn it on. I tend to go up and down with working out. Like I'll have my season. And if you look at the whole year, I'm like, how did I win the year this year? Okay, I'm at 60%. And another year is I'm like at 75%. Then years I'm like, damn, this is a 20% year. I barely worked out. <laughs> I'm like negative twenty over here. Um, Irene, you said something right now about the time study with with you know that you do with clients, and this is I mean in this case like when you notice like when they say they're cans and they're like well but I have a lot of Netflix and chill. Sometimes it's like well you're avoiding something for a reason. And then you ask yeah. why yeah, you're what escaping is it. it? Mm-hmm. And yeah. even if like I don't you know the the I don't have time is one thing, but it's like you do have the time, but you're choosing to not do this and digging in as to why is really, really good because sometimes we're just like, well, what really, what is it? Are we, what are, what, what are we avoiding? Are we avoiding the conversation? Are we avoiding just the actual taking action because we're afraid of failing or we're afraid of something? So it's good that, you know, it's always good to, when you notice that your time isn't being designated the way you possibly could make, you know, make use of it then really consider like, what is keeping me from this? What is making me, I can't, you know? <laughs> 
Um, and there's a different I can into like, no le quiero dar el tiempo to a different I can't where you just like, just really don't have that mental or physical capacity at the moment. There's a big difference and it's good to point that out. And asking the why is like Irene did or does with her clients is what's going to help you get that answer. Um, going back to, you know, exercising and working out, um, yo también, I, I feel like I have weeks where I'm like, oh my God, I'm on it. And weeks where I'm like, no, nada que ver. Um, but I think that if I, and I've talked about this in the past where like, if I lay out my clothes and like, I, it's right there and I know I'm going to get up and I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not good at, uh, about working out in the evening. I just can't, no tengo energía, like I'm done. Right. So for me, it has to be in the morning or maybe um, late morning if it's a day that I'm working from home. Uh, porque si no, ya, ya no se hizo, right? And so, um, and I like to, you know, I like to get started. I like to exercise, do something on Mondays because I just feel like that kind of maps out my week and it, I'm going to make it a point to exercise once once more or twice more. Um, and that was my plan last night. I put out, um, you know, my clothes, I left it out. And esta mañana, I just could not get up. I could not get up. You know, my alarm rings at six and I'm just like, I can't. Estaba bien cansada. Uh, I wanted, uh, dije, I'm like, I'm going to snooze it. No, I didn't even snooze it. I turned off the alarm. I'm like, a ver, a ver cuánto tiempo uh, me puedo dormir más. And then I, I looked at the time, you know, 6.30. I was like, no, ya no me voy a levantar, ya no voy a alcanzar. I'm like, I'm not even, I'm like, I'm just going to stay in bed, bed a little longer. Um, But I just felt like tired and I, that my day was going to drag. I had, I wanted to have the energy for recording. And then I also wanted to have energy because at one I was going to do a presentation. And so I'm like, okay, ponte las pilas and, uh, and power through it, right? And so that power through it. So a las, como a las once y media, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do my little exercise. Um, and I did it and I felt good and I got done. Yeah. But, and then I was telling you guys, I'm like, oh my God, I'm scarfing down. como It was like 20, 20 till one. And I scarfed down my little sandwich. And luckily the presentation was just audio. I didn't have to show my face. Um, because otherwise, I mean, otherwise I wouldn't have wait, I wouldn't have done it then, but it's just one of those things that I didn't want to do. I powered through it because I knew what the benefit was going to be, you know, for the rest of the day, I was going to have the energy. I had, you know, a bunch of meetings back to back that I needed to show up for and have the energy. And that was, I mean, going back to like the topic, why did I power through? Because I knew que, que me, iba, me iba a beneficiar. We were, I know we were sh uh, sharing also earlier que nos va a tocar a ver I am and I, to deal with our children um, by ourselves for almost a deal year. with them. You, you, I think for an entire week, me kind of um, like four days, something like that. Um, and oh my God, you know what, you know how, how, what we need to do. What does that look like the next couple of days? We need to prep for it. Um, and, um, and then we, you know, you said something like, you know, pero lo tenemos que hacer, you know, we have to plan for it. And I'm like, see, sí, de que podemos, podemos, like, um, you know, echándonos porras una, unas a las otras, because, you know, si, si no nosotras mismas, quien, right? Um, I was having, you know, talking about echándonos porras, I was talking about, um, with Cynthia actually last week about, you know, um, our parents not really saying like, you know, that they're proud of us. And then like, um, before concluding the, the conversation, I was like, Cynthia, I'm proud of you. She's like, I'm proud of you too. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, we, we should be saying it more to each other. And I, and that's why I mentioned it in our, um, audio earlier. I'm like, you know what? I'm proud of you guys. Chingonas. Um, you know, there's days that we, it's hard to show up. It's hard to power through, but we do it. E, you know, we, we get, we get our stuff done. So I'm proud of us for doing that and showing up.
I am too. I think that's a really good point, Sissy, like to tell each other that we're proud of each other and to give each other support. I think sometimes the pressure to do it all comes from our actual parents and our family and how we were brought up as first-gen Latinas and feeling like we have to reach all these goals that our parents have for us. And then it feels like we can't because we also don't have these affluent parents who could give us a break if we hated our job and wanted to quit or who could give us that down payment for the house that we're working so hard to buy. So there's a lot of that to keep in mind where we're kind of keeping up with this rat race sometimes. And it feels like you can't because sometimes the system is rigged against you. And then there are other times where it's just an excuse. So just like we can tell our friends we're so proud of them. We also have to have those relationships where we tell our friends, like, are you sure that's just not an excuse? Because, you know, you're looking for one when you need an excuse, any will do. And oftentimes we say, oh, I can't eat well. I can't eat well. I, I don't live in a neighborhood that has good options or I don't have the money. Eating well is expensive or I just don't have the taste for it. I grew up eating shitty or like you can just find an excuse, a thousand excuses, but then you hate yourself. Like I'll have clients who do not like their appearance and they're hard on themselves and they want to change their body and they want to move their body and they want to eat better. But then they say that's the area that they continue to have cans around or my kids don't eat well or my husband doesn't support me or this, that and the other. And we got to work through that because, again, you got to get back to the, well, there's a lot of excuses here. And then there are roadblocks like I grew up in the hood. We ha I lived literally between a Popeye's chicken and a Turkey's chicken. That was it. That was the most convenient. Other than that, it was a Pizza Hut and a Winchell's. That's not a very good diet. Ah, <laughs> oh, you had Pizza Hut close to you, girl. You had to drive like yeah. five miles to Pizza Hut on the street. You know, it took an right, hour. Girl. I, had to go, girl. Like, I had to go two cities over to get to what I considered was healthy, which was a Panera in Westchester. And then they opened up a Chipotle over there. Like I had to get out. But that's neither here nor there. The point is that maybe you really do have those reasons why you feel like I can't. Like I can't get these things done. Well, then like Ceci said, let's get to the solution. You set your clothes out. So you're winning. I get an accountability partner. So I'm winning. Like, what are the things that are going to help you can when you feel like you can't? And what are the things that are going to help you power through? You got to hack this life. You got to hack those things. Like you might very well be with an unsupportive partner. Well, if you're not going to leave that partner and they don't support your eating well, working out, changing jobs, all these things that you might think I can't because of this partner, they may never be out of the equation. So how do you work around that partner, right? So that's an example of you might very well feel like you can't. You live with your parents and, oh, that's another one. Like I have clients that live with their parents and they're putting all this pressure, but then they also put all this like circumstances and they're like, well, I can't because, you know, my parents don't want me to have two jobs or I can't because my parents don't want me to be out late working out or all again, these things that you need to power through. Well, one or the other, something's got to win. Either you can because it means something to you or you give up on it or you listen to your parents or you stay with that partner that may not be a good influence. You got to be honest with yourself. Then you don't strive. The truth is you're not going to do the things around that hack. I want to really get to specifics about how everybody might be different, dealing with a different I can or I can't work. We haven't even touched. Boy, that's a big one. But I can't quit my job and we powered through. There's a whole lot of that. There's Girl, a whole lot of that. I've quit my jobs. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not happy anymore. And talked about how we're just so afraid of what might happen. You know, everyone tells you, don't quit your job until you have another one lined up. And really, if your job is that shitty, causing you so much um, stress and anxiety to where you know, you're, you're afraid of whatever your week starts at your job, you know, that you're just, you just are like, no, I do not want to go there. And then Dreading you driving there. Yeah. And you're just like, I'd rather crash into the tree than make it you into work. Because you, know? you hate it. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. It was like, you better, you'd rather crash into a tree. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing for me, I've always been like, 
And it's not because I have affluent parents. It's not because I've had, you know, been raised and came from money. It, it, no, al contrario, you know, but I did realize early on that, you know, here I am at my prime in my youth, giving my time to this organization, this company, and I'm not fucking happy. I'm not receiving either the level of support or I'm just not, you know, the benefits of what I'm doing is not, it's outweighing, you know, how I feel about what I'm doing. So many times I was like, well, you know, most of the advice, and this is advice like, you know, that I got from my great brother and the people around me were like, well, don't quit until you have a job lined up. And I'm like, well, you know what, how can I quit without having a job lined up and give myself time to figure out what I want to do? And for me, I was like, okay, let me save a little bit of money. How much do, time do I need for this? Do I need for that? And it was never of like, no lo puedo hacer. It was just like, I can, but it's going to take me some time. And I need to figure out what I need to be able to get to where I want to be. And I was never afraid to walk away. Never afraid. And the thing is that when we do that, and I've been asked at interviews, like, so why were you, why, what happened with this? You know, and I'm like, well, it just reached a point where I felt I was not, I felt I was doing my best at this job. However, I, I was not fulfilled. And I felt that instead of staying somewhere where I would get to the point that I would not care about the performance, I'd rather leave and find something that would get my attention and I would be more fulfilled and felt that I can contribute more without lacking in one space or another. So that's fine. I mean, I've had to explain, you know, gaps of like three months, six months in my resume. And, you know, and many times we're afraid also about those gaps. We just don't know what to say. And for me, I was like, I'm gonna take an HR course. I want to understand this thing about HR. So I got my HR certificate from like Kelsey Dominguez Hills, because I'm like, in this time frame that I don't have a job, I kind of want to understand. <laughs> I was really what it initiated me to take it was because I'm like, I think I got fucked over by that company. I want to know what's up, you know? <laughs> so I take these HR courses to learn and also to just also feel like, oh, look what I did in the time away. I took some time to learn about this. And why? Because of these reasons. But all in all, it's like we're afraid of these things because for so long, like I mentioned, like the people around us, you know, and for the majority of our life, it's our parents um, or our family. They're like, pues tu trabajo es lo que tienes, you know, like that's what's gonna, that's what does everything for you, helps you, you know, live your life. So that like, you are loyal to your job. And the thing is that many companies don't give back to their employees. We give so much. And there are maybe just the wrong people in management, the wrong people in leadership positions that are not looking out for the rest of their team. That causes you to feel that there's a lack of something. But if anything, I always say, you know, it's, it's you can, you know, you're the one that's doing the work. You're the one that's doing this on a daily basis. Don't be afraid to make a decision. You're not going to be jobless forever. And sometimes you just have to take the plunge and, and quit and walk away from that job that's no longer providing you what you need. Yeah. We be, like yeah. So we might be escaping what we're supposed to be facing. You know, um, you had a really good example of how you were able to quit when we, when my kids were growing up. Cause you know, toddlers always say, I can't about, I can't tie my shoes. I can't open this or I want to do it myself. It's like a walking contradiction, but I can't, I can't, I can't. So the other one, I would always say, no, how can I don't say I can't, how can I, how can I? So we would say that a lot when they were little. And I just realized in having this conversation, like, wow, we don't really say that to them anymore. Hopefully that means because they figured out how can they, 
But Vero, when she was like, well, sometimes you think you don't, you can't quit because there's all these opportunities and people tell you, you know, make sure you set up that opportunity and you get that money right first before you move on to the next step. Vero said, no, I'll save. Instead of saying I can't quit, she said, how can I quit? Well, I need to have the savings. And then I feel free to say, I'm out of here. I have this cushion. I have these three to six months. I always talk to my clients about an emergency fund. Everybody should have a next move. And that should be, you don't know when you're going to be on your ass. You don't know when you're going to get fired. If the Rona taught us anything, nobody's job is safe. No industry is immune from changing. So savings often creates the, yes, you can. How can I, if you have enough savings, you can make a lot of moves. So it's not a matter of, I can't. And I'm not saying you got to save a lot in the beginning. You start small. If that was going to be my tip of the day, start small in any one direction that you're going in. And I've already told y'all my pobreza stories. Like somehow the needle shifted and I went from saving, you know, Diego would say, you know, we're never going to be rich unless we know how to play this game. And that's paying ourselves first. Nobody becomes rich by spending everything they own. And just because they make more and they spend more does not mean they're wealthy. It's about you pay yourself first. So it was like saving, saving, savings was like king. And it became this habit to save. And you start small. And I know we started small. And even there were times when it's $10 a month. But boy, do you feel good because you're saving. Yeah, and that's, that's, the, that's the same way I would donate. In the beginning, I was like, you know, also nobody becomes wealthy by keeping it all to themselves. So how do you give back some of what you have, even when you're strapped, even when you're like, shit, I ain't trying to give to this church right now. Sorry, Jesus. But that was the truth. Like, I wasn't trying to tithe. And nigga was always on like, we got to do that 10%, girl. I'm like, we just getting that 10%. We just getting it. <laughs> but no, you know, you give it and you give it. And at first, if it was just the church, $10 and just myself, $10, but shit, those $20 at the end of the month. And maybe that's from a place of not having none of it to save that you realize like that's beautiful. And then before you know it, it's hundreds of dollars, you know, the cuesta and you don't care. And you're like fucking donating to like clean water in Tasmania because you know they need a hundred dollars today. You know, like it just builds that muscle, that habit. So start small as a tip of the day, paying yourself first and doing the things that you once said you couldn't do. For me, it was like, oh my God, I'm struggling with money. I'm never gonna be able to give money back. But no, that's not the truth. In fact, I've worked with my organization for 13 years and Diego was doing this study on it and he was trying to do all these different metrics of like who's given the most, who has the most single gifts they've ever gotten, who's come back year after year. And I'm like top something at my organization. I'm top three or four, top three or four. Now we have givers that give a lot more than I've ever given. Um, they can write a check for the amount that I've given in my lifetime, but I've been the top fourth giver in terms of how many gifts I've given back to my organization. I give it on a monthly basis. I give it everything. I donate to scholarships. And because I just really feel about abundance that if you give, you can get it back. But there was a time, and I've told the story, I think that I desperately needed that job. I didn't have money to give back to that job, but I knew the minute I can give back to this job, I'm going to give back because it's given so much to me. And then I never looked back. I gave and I gave and I gave. And I'm like, I was really proud of that stat. It was like, are you proud of that? That's your last name. And I was I, I, one of the only Latinos at the top of the list, which is really cool, which shows me that I need to have more Latinos giving in the higher ranks of like individual gifts. There's a way to start. You start small, you do what makes you happy, and then you find a way that you can. So in my example that I just gave, it was important for me to give. Like I felt like I can't ask someone to give unless I'm giving too. So find your important moment, find your thing. Like I can't tell my kids to eat healthy unless I'm eating, eating healthy too. I can't want them to be in shape unless I'm in shape too. So that may not work for you, but sometimes that helps the I, I can. I can after all. If I'm doing it for somebody else, I'm doing it for something bigger than me. Start small and then before you know it, I think there's more can moments than I can't moments. Thank you. Those are all great examples of 
you know, starting small, how to power through in different areas, especially uh, when it comes to work and what that means. Um, what about um, powering through when it comes to like family and um, right and <laughs> and like you I know, can't, girl, I can't. I can't. <laughs> no, but you know, like I know, you know, we're all moms, we're all daughters, we're all wives. Um, and then, you know, and we have extended family. So, you know, what about that? What about powering through when you, you know, want to show up, but you can't, um, or you're showing up and like, you know, apenas sin ganas and without the energy. What about experiences like that? Trippy, right now, que dijiste ahorita, you said something like, you said, when you show up and you still can't, and you kind of show up like, uh, and cuando ves una persona, so you're like, ¿por qué chingados no te quedas en la casa? Like, just stay home if you really can't, you know? So I feel even doing the showing up takes effort because sometimes we're like, no tengo tiempo. La verdad, no tengo tiempo, pero voy a ir porque luego que van a decir que la prima no vino, que la comadre no vino, que la amiga. So you show up. Pero si, if you show up with cara de fuchi, like, why does anyone want to be around you? So it takes work to show up. It, you just can't. You just can't show up and expect that it's going to be perfectly okay. Um, you have to bring, you have to bring that energy um, or prestarte la conversación or something instead of being like, you know, brazos cruzados, no tengo ganas de estar aquí. But I think right now that you said family, like, um, you know, no one's told me, hey, you go ahead and have your seven children if you want to have seven children. You know, we all know that it's challenging. I'm having my fourth. So there's a lot of planning that's going into what will happen, you know, once we have the baby. Primero Dios, everything comes out okay, right? And I was like, well, you know, it'd be good to have an extra hand, like just um, someone that will help me. I don't, you know, whether it be with the kids, picking up, you know, cooking something because with a fourth baby is going to take that much more time. And I don't want to take that time away from the kids, especially when they're little. So in this case, I'm like, all right, we're talking about it. And I was having a conversation with my mom. And I'm like, you know, mom, we're looking into, um, you know, hiring a nanny possibly or someone that could help That'd be funny if Edel's mom was like, I'll be your nanny. Give me your ready. Hello, mommy. Well, she told me. She told me, I'll take, I'll help. I'll, I'll come and move in with you. You don't, you don't have to pay me. And I was like, no. She goes, are you going to be able to pay someone for that? And yes, I get it. My mom sees me. You know, I'm at home. Otto's the one that's the person bringing in the butter, provider. the bread and the butter, the provider. And I'm at home with the kids. And yes, we're working. But she sees that what we're doing is like, she, to, to her, it's not a job, right? Quote, unquote, it's not a job. But she's like, tú no te puedes ir a trabajar y luego you know, the kids have a nanny. I'm like, no, I want someone to help me. Like it'll be a, not a co-parent, but it'll be a teammate where, Hey, you're not stuck. You're not stuck with my four kids. Um, I'm, I'm still going to be here, but I need someone who's just like, well, can you, can you pay for that? She'll be an au pair. Au pair. Homegirl can't sleep here. Uh, uh get out of here. Oh, I don't know. Overnight au pair. Yeah. She's got to go home. Yeah. Get, get, shit get out of here no but um so that's what we're, i was telling my mom about it she was like in her mind it's um i also thought of it as she's like well you're a mom you should be able to take care of your kids no one should be the ones doing it for you but that's such a i think latino thing that you can't have someone help and i'm like damn it's all right for all these other people that have nannies and have this like it's so normal there but as latino culture it's not normal to have someone help you raise your children and then we're off to work. And then our moms are like, ¿Cómo te fuiste a trabajar y dejas los niños? I'm like, well, ¿Cómo? ¿Cómo que? ¿Cómo? Because of this, you know? Um, 
so anyway, that was my, uh, one of the I can'ts that was kind of perceived by my mom in the sense of like, no, you can't go to work. No, you can't go to work because you have to watch your children and you can't have a nanny because can you afford that? Is that something that you guys can afford and something you're willing to give to, you know, instead of you just watching your children? Sometimes they can uh, come outside and they come from family. So I had a nanny. I mean, I like left. I, I you know, after six months um, maternity leave, I, I hired a nanny. Uh, we got lucky. I mean, I mentioned her to this day because she's our sitter now, uh, Doña Mari. And uh, I, you know, and I was like, me daba como pena, like to talk about it because with my family. I mean, obviously my parents knew, but with like extended family, me daba pena because it was like, oh my God, I'm like, you know, I'm supposed to like figure out how to get these, you know, work and also take care of my babies or have, you know, my mom or someone that confianza care for them. But I lived in San Francisco, you know, I wasn't going to like, how was that going to work? Like take my girls to Hayward, recoger, no, nada que ver. So I experienced that where like, okay, well I have, you know, I have to have a nanny. I have to have a nanny. I have to make it work. Uh, to this day we use her and, um, but I did feel like that kind of like, oh, you know, que van a pensar? Or like, oh, he's, se trae a su niñera. Because I, I mean, I would like literally go visit my mom, you know, cuando estaban las, las bebés chiquitas. Like, I even, we went to Ara's house one time for a play date. Me llevé mi, 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 mi niñera, you know, like, uh, a doña Mari, because she, I needed, I needed the help and I needed someone to be there and I needed, you know, an extra hand to help me with the other baby. Um, so that was, that was my experience where it's like, oh my God, it was kind of, I don't know if taboo, but like hard to talk about. Like, oh my God, I need to hire someone to help me raise my kids. And I want, and I, cause I didn't want to take them. And then daycare was probably be going to be more expensive. Uh, and luckily it worked out. We found someone that confianza that we use to this day for babysitting. And now, you know, she helps us clean the house. We've I've talked about that before. Um, she even helps my mom's house too. Like we, 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 offered her that role too like hey can you help um my parents house so we send her off to uh, my parents house and um you know no no guilt it's like it's what's needed it's what's helping us right now um yeah it's a little bit more um you know again you know um talking about like the way you're raised like estamos gastando más dinero but estamos más a gusto this mother that I, I can't do and my husband can't do either it was within your budget I mean you're like esto es una it's a convenience and we can afford it and we, we're willing to put money towards that. So for the working women out there, sometimes, you know, like that guilt comes in and your family tells you, no se puede hacer eso. You have to watch your kids. Like, o personas de confianza. It's really hard to find personas de confianza. Like there's one thing like, you know, if you have uh, your mom watching them, like you know that you don't have to manage your mom, right? It's it's like, but with a nanny, it's more like, oh, well, por favor, le requiero que haga esto y eso y esto, right? So it's very different. But it's within your budget. You're if you're able to, you know, you allocate money toward the things that you want to do and the things that you need and find and, and they bring convenience to your life. I think that's perfect. So I think Ceci, that was a great decision for you. It was interesting because I felt that Vero touched on something where she said, you know, we don't have that as Latinos. Ceci said, but I have to. And the truth of the matter is, we worked our butts off to be at a different place than our parents were at. So we don't have to do anything. We get to. We get to do the things that they wanted us to be able to do. They're not going to understand those things when we get there because there's no way my mom can fathom having a house cleaper. She cleaned houses on her knees her whole life. So she's never going to fathom it. She's 80 years old and we're going to have to sneak a person in. Do I fathom it? Hell to the yes. I wanted to make the kind of money where I don't fight about dishes. 
I don't worry about schedules. My kids can be at three sports at the exact same time. And Diego and I don't necessarily need to go to pickups and drop-offs for practice. But will we be at every recital? Will we be at every significant thing? Do I get to volunteer in the class because I make so much money and control my time? Yes. But does a nanny help? Yes. And did a housekeeper help? Yes. And did my mom judge the shit out of me? Of course. Yes. She always judged that I had a housekeeper. Boy, do my husband and I know the value of having a housekeeper. We we get to have a housekeeper. We get to work so hard that someone can clean our house before we have that party. And it's a thing that we worked hard to have. So ladies, that's what you're working for. You want to get to the point to have the help that you need. That's quite frankly, what your competition has. That's exactly what your Word. competition has. That's what they grew up having. Like I remember being in college and I had some white roommates for a little while and they didn't know how to clean the inside of a toilet bowl. No judgment against them, but shit, could I clean the inside of a toilet bowl? Everybody brings a different value. Do I love to garden? Yes, I learned that from my gardening father. Do I like to clean my house? Yes, I learned that from my cleaning mom, who's a neat freak. Do I have a gardener that I pay? Do I have a housekeeper? Yes, I have because I get to have that. Doesn't mean I can't. Doesn't mean I should feel bad about it. And also, yes, Veto's absolutely right. It's in your budget because you've worked hard to have these things. You, What are we making a lot of money for if not for the simple pleasures of life? I wanted mm-hmm. to say all that too because I have a client who is struggling with her significant other expecting her to watch their baby and their baby can go to a program. Their baby can be in their baby's not a baby baby, but like preschool age, that baby can get great quality care because this client is killing it. And I mean, you guys killing it the boss in so many ways, but it is her spouse in her ear trying to limit her that she has to be at home. She doesn't have to do anything. She gets to be at home when she wants to, and she gets to use something like a preschool if it makes sense for her life. Why? Because she's a boss, because she's working her ass up to the point of, and when she hears this, I know she knows that I'm talking to her, and I hope that you're feeling it in your body, that one day you're going to get so big that you're going to have live-in help. And everything your partner told you now will have been wrong. It is wrong. And they are your partner. They're your person. They're the one that's supposed to have your back. They're there for you. They're the ones that are supposed to believe in you. And maybe they, maybe they don't get it. But you see the vision, girl, and you have bigger plans and you have greater goals. And your baby being in the preschool is not going to get messed up. Nothing's going to fuck that baby up. His mama can go to work and be a boss and have like 15 jobs. That's what she wants. That's what makes her happy. Makes her a better mom when she's with her baby at three o'clock at pickup. Can I get an amen? Amen, Work. sister. Amen. Couldn't have the said it better than myself. up on their feet. Yes. The congregation no, we, we get I to. Be a preacher. I love that. I love that. We get it's to. True. Why? Because we worked our asses off. Yes. We, we, I mean, it's. I need a reminder myself. Like we need to remind ourselves. Like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Because I get to. I work my ass to get where I'm at, and this is where I'm at, and this is what I get to do. Love it, love it. No, mami, no que querías esto. Another thing about partners is like they're always going to be like, oh well, um, I want an independent, hardworking woman, and this and this and that, and then they get an independent, hardworking woman that is also a great mom and is also can do this. And then they want to limit you on that independence or on the getting out of the house. Like you're no, now your responsibility is this only. And that's where I think that motherhood has become so challenging because we do grow up our entire lives. Like we have parents are telling us, tú puedes, échale ganas, you know, chingale, be loyal, tú trabaja, tú haces esto. And we're like, okay. And then throughout that process, you know, you have, you start growing your tribe that tells you, yes, you're a chingona. Yes, keep doing it. 
And then we're like, we find someone that we love. Y a veces de pendejas y nos quedamos because we think that no hay alguien más. Or I just really love this person. I'm going to stick with it. And you know what? Props to you if you do. Props to you if you don't. The thing is that when you find that partner that's like, girl, I support you. But then it comes down to like, well, it's either this or that. It's like, why? you know, sometimes if it's not really going to hurt having the both, figure out a way, a plan, a strategy that you can have the both, that you can be that independence, fierce chingona and boss while still being a great mother. I mean, taking your child to socialize and learn and be with other kids is no fucking problem. I was having a problem taking my daughter to preschool and no one was telling me don't do it. You know, the thing is that it was in my head, like, no, I'll just wait for school. I'm going to miss her so much. I'm like, but I'm holding her back. I'm keeping her from socializing. I'm keeping her from making little friends and experiencing things. And the thing is that it's beautiful when they come back and you're like, ¿De dónde aprendices eso? You know, like she now speaks a little English. She won't speak it here at home, but she tries to like practice her little English when we're out of the playground with other kids. And she'll be like, hi, my name is this. My, my name is Galilea. How are you? And her little accent comes out and it's super cute. The thing is that we can't hold our children back because of whatever our partners could be afraid of or whatever we might fear. So we just need to do the damn thing fearless. Like, oh no, not even fearless. Have the fear, pero sé valiente and go for it. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You pull your little baby out of school. But other than that, tú síguele. That's great advice. That's great advice. We all touched on different things that help us power through and whether it's like work, if, if it whether it's like our own like persona or whether it's for family. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, Tú sola sabes lo que, you know, what you're capable of doing, you know, on your own, you know what you're capable of doing, you know when you can push through and when you can't. So set your boundaries, um, seek the help if you need it, you know, sin, sin, sin vergüenza, because like we said, you get to do these things, you worked your ass to get here. So, pa' adelante, uh, pa' atrás, ni, 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 ¿cómo se dice? What was the saying go? There was a saying like that, pa' atrás, ni, ni, I don't know. I, ni pa' verte las nalgas, tú pa' verte. <laughs> I love so that. So she's like, well, my nalgas are so big, I see them from the front. So it's cool. I know. People just these asses. <laughs> I see, that I see them de, de reojo. I see them at the corner of my eye. <laughs> no, but thank you. Thank you for showing up today and for sharing your thoughts on this topic and for uh, sharing with our listeners just, uh, you know, how we power through um, in different aspects of life. Last comment. When you feel like you can't, listen to this episode. Listen to there another episode. We're here. We can remind you how you can when you feel like you can't. Andale, andale. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for listening today. Um, if you like the conversation, if you want to keep the conversation or have a, a, your own topic that you want us to chime in about, um, you know how to find us. If you already follow us on Facebook or Instagram, our handle is at Level of Latina. We're also on Twitter. Our handle there is at Latina underscore up. And our email is admin at leveloflatina.com. Um, you know, share your love, share, subscribe, send reviews, your written reviews on whatever platform you listen to this podcast. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Gracias. Hasta la próxima. Chao, chicas. Besitos. Besitos. Sí, se puede. Gracias. Sí, se puede.